Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I hate to break it, you're not the same as anyone here, but we can take it. We're short or brown or round or we're queer. I got a feeling we are onto something here. Live from King's Place in London, the Sponsored Inn Shop presents Global College, the comedy panel show starring you, the high mind of the audience. <laughs> Worry, trouble might be coming your way. In it together, I think that's what I heard the man say. I got a feeling we are gonna be okay. Samuel Wolf on keys, everybody! I'm Deborah Francis White, and this is Global Pillage, the comedy panel show where we carefully rake the planet for brilliant leaves of fat and twigs of wonder and inevitably the accidental odd bit of litter. I'll tell you who is far from rubbish, though. Please welcome today's comedians. <laughs> On my left, playing for Better Than the English, Radu Isaac and Kerry Pritchard McLean. <laughs> And on my right, playing for Global Spillage, Yasmin Akram and Samina Zira. So, panellists, what makes you diverse? Kerry Pritchett-McLean, how are you diverse? I'm Welsh, above anything else. Um, and I guess my background's slightly unusual. I'm a farmer's daughter, now vegan, um, which means, yeah, I don't speak to my family anymore. That's what that means. Uh, Radu Isaac, how are you diverse? So, I'm Romanian. I live in the UK, though, so that's not very diverse. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm looking for a house. I thought you were going to say I'm looking for a wife because of Brexit. (laughs) No, not necessarily. I don't like the English that much. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Don't say... We're trying to reverse Brexit. It doesn't help if Romanians say things like that. It's not like, oh, well, if you're going to act like this, then... (laughs) Then we uh, will Brexit. What have the British ever done to any country? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm basically diverse because I'm looking for a house. I need to move in like two weeks. So by the time the podcast comes out, I might be like the first homeless guest you've ever had. <laughs> well, there's a plea now. Can anyone take Radu? <laughs> Has anyone got a spare room? No one would see Radu on the street, would they? 
Oh, they all they would. They, they all would. They're not even a sofa's been offered up there, Radu. I'm Doesn't sorry. matter. We're going to win tonight. Yeah. How much money do you think you win if you win? Because the answer is none. And uh, you're on the same fee whether you win or lose. Yeah, but I want to win the global pillaging contest, and then doesn't matter if you I don't have a win the globe. I just think we need to be very clear about that. And global spillage. Samin Azira, how are you, diverse? So I'm a brown person. I have a British Indian father and an Indian Indian mother. I did also grow up in a very devoutly religious Muslim household. At the age of nine, I became an atheist. They were very chill about it, to be fair. (laughs) They really were. They were like, oh, well, everybody has to find their own path. That's your path. Go with God. I was like, yeah, I'm doing the exact opposite of that. (laughs) Please pay attention. But yeah, they're very chill about it. So that's a a good thing, I guess. Uh, Yasmin Akram, how are you diverse? I am Irish Pakistani. I don't, I think there's my sister and then there's me and then that's all of us. <laughs> and um, I'm also slightly tall. That's diverse. How tall are you? I'm about five foot seven. Oh, I'm five nine and a half. Oh, you beat me then. You're more diverse than I am. <laughs> and, and I'm a libertine, I think, I discovered the other day. I think I'm a libertine because I read it in a book. Sorry, do you and mean you're in the band The Libertines? Yes. <laughs> They'll have anyone now, aren't they? They're really running out of people. <laughs> I took over from B- Pete Doherty, not Beat. He's not a beetroot. Um, and, no, I'm a Libertine because I read in a book that it's like somebody who's into sensual pleasures. Mm. And I ate uh, like half of a family-sized sticky toffee pudding before I came here. And I'm kind you of You told slut. me three-fourths. <laughs> I went down a bit. Okay. Um, yeah, and I'm kind of a slut as well, so that's a liberty. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Excellent. So you're a liberty... Uh, you're not libertarian. You're no. A liberty. Libertine. Christ. Yeah. I was worried for a second. I thought, yeah. Yasmin's read a book on libertarianism and has said, yeah, yeah that's me. And she's, yeah. <laughs> you know, I read like one book every 10 years and I go, that's me. <laughs> Animal Farm. I'm one of those pigs. <laughs> and why are you called Global Spillage? Because uh, it rhymes with the name of the show. Right. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. You know that the original name of the show rhymes with Global Village and that's why it, in, it, it itself is a pun. Oh, really? It's a pun on a pun. I love it. It's oh. great. I think we can we get some points yeah, for that. Yeah, we should get some points for that. Um, and the fact that I'm a slut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that so she's I don't know had, what's like, being offered here. I will. Sticky uh, toffee pudding. There's a fourth left. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Thanks. <laughs> Making sure that all the facts are indeed facts and not presidential tweets dressed up as facts for Halloween. Please welcome uh, Penance Corner, Ned Sedgwick. <laughs> And give him your praise. It's the piano man. It's Samuel Wolf. Ned, have you had a global experience lately? Yes, I was at a swanky party the other day, and I was with a friend who's not from England, and I saw Graham Norton at this party. (gasps) And I nearly cried. I was so excited. Love Eurovision. Love Graham Norton. Really, really love Eurovision. (laughs) <laughs> and also, like, let's just put it to bed. It's got better since he took over because once his face he did it before was too naggy on it. So let's just put that to bed forever. I've just realised that this panel show is the Eurovision of panel shows. <laughs> yes, it Basically. is. Except less kind of Balkan bloc countries voting for one another because of pre-existing populations. That's another podcast, my Eurovision <laughs> podcast. My friend who wasn't from England, I said, oh my God, Graham Norton stood 10 feet away from us, turned to me and said, who's Graham Norton? <gasps> oh. And I realised, if you haven't grown up in England, 
Why would you know who Graham Norton is? Oh, there's other places you could have grown up. Or Ireland. Wales. Yeah, Ireland. Uh, Scotland, sorry. Northern you Ireland. Grown up in Britain or Ireland. Irish, if you're yeah, Irish. I've, I've you'd corrected know. myself. <laughs> <laughs> Our resident musician, Mark Hodge, is taking a break. So this week, Samu was self scribing an episode specific song for global pillage born from some interesting cultural wonder. The floor is yours to deliver the eighth wonder of the world, Samu. Um, okay, maintaining a theme of sort of picking songs for my travels, I went cycled to Scotland and got really, really drunk with some friends. I went to a Cayley. The place was called Loch Lomond, and it turns out that's also the name of a folk song from Scotland as well. And it turns out it's like pretty popular and things. Um, and if you haven't heard it before, uh, it goes. Uh, for you'll take the high score, and I'll take the low, and the hive mind will win anyway. For me and the audience are here to ask again. Tell us what are the scores, please, Ned? Stirring stuff, and it's especially good because you have to elongate Ned into two syllables, and a lot of people call me Nedgend, so you could run away of bringing that in. So what are the scores, please, Nedgend? You don't yeah. do if you, if Yeah, that works. Yeah. So audience, if you want to sing Nedgend, you go right ahead. If you believe Ned is a legend, that's up to you. I'll give you a little intro and we can try it. For me and the audience are here to ask again. Tell us what are the scores, please, Nedgend. It works better. First up is our themed round. You should know that this week's theme was devised by our producer, Tom Salinsky, my husband. But I think you should know that it would not be my personal choice of theme. In fact, I think it's a terrible theme. What a crap idea, Tom. Ugh. <laughs> this week's theme is domestic bliss. <laughs> Obviously, I'm joking. It's a brilliant theme as usual. And Tom didn't come up with it. He doesn't do any work. Now... <laughs> All the teams get a chance to answer, but you get more points if you buzz in first with the correct answer. The hive mind gets a chance to answer after both teams of comedians have answered. Fingers on buzzers. In China, what is a naked marriage? Global like village. Just really cheap marriage, like poor people have. The bride basically turned up naked. Yeah. Not really, but metaphorically. Yasmin? Is it like the naked chef? <laughs> <laughs> on the day of the wedding, she... Skirts down the banister and top loaders playing, and then <laughs> is it? Because that's I. I mean, be that. that. Yeah, basically, they, it's it's weddings designed around the theme of Jamie Oliver's first cooking show. Right. Okay. Yeah. Better than the English. I, Do you have an answer? I thought it was going to be like, don't tell the bride, but they keep back all the money and just go and get <laughs> hammered with that. So <laughs> everything else is stripped back, no pun intended. So they have loads of booze and nothing else, yes, basically. Yes, exactly. Oh. A naked wedding is one where you have loads of booze. Hive mind. No uh, dowry. And no dowry. And no... The man doesn't have property. The oh. man doesn't have property. Oh. Shotgun wedding. Shotgun wedding? Oh, because they've seen each other naked. Because <laughs> oh, they've seen each other naked. So yeah. shot a, a divorce is a naked wedding. Um. Marriage. Oh, I like Okay. No, All right, some very. <laughs> what was that? A party. A party. Yeah. But without the wedding. <laughs> oh, so, so just, just the, the night, too. Oh, just, just the party. Okay. The best bit of the wedding. These were brilliant answers, Hive Mind. If it's a wedding where there's no dowry, buzz now. Where the man has no property, buzz now. 
Oh, we can't join in, you can we? You cannot okay. answer <laughs> the sound. You're skewing the sample because you have a microphone. Oh, sorry. Um, sorry. Shotgun wedding to the bride is pregnant. Buzz now. They've already seen each other naked. Or a party. Buzz now. <laughs> it was some lateral thinking there. Uh, we liked it at the time, but nobody went for it. In fact, I think you buzzed basically for it. It's something between no dowry, the bride has no dowry, and the man has no property. It's one in which neither party has a house car or other material possessions, otherwise known as a London marriage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will you give them points for that, Ned? Yeah, no, sort definitely. Of the I, I think I'll give half a point for global spillage as well, yeah. because I think they came pretty close. What did uh, they say? Jamie Oliver. Poor people. Jamie <laughs> Oliver. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a Jamie Oliver reference. Yeah. <laughs> it's only really quite a recent thing. It came about kind of after 2008, and it sounds bad, but actually, it is a marker of an increase of love marriages, with people just getting married because they've fallen in love, rather than having <laughs> loads of prerequisites. I love that you had to explain what a love marriage was. To <laughs> <laughs> okay. Again, okay. Again, okay. we're in we'll London. We'll see if this lasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, not just because they want to have a party with their mates. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is the role of fake brides in traditional Ghanaian weddings? The role of fake brides... Global spillage. Is it that all of the bride's friends who look a bit like her have to dress in a wedding dress with her and then stand quite far away from the groom <laughs> on the day? And if he can't pick out his fiancée, then it's, it's not going to go ahead because if you can't identify your own wife on the wedding day, it's a bad omen for the rest of your life. Well, I would agree with that. Yeah. I think you can't identify your wife on the wedding day. When are you going to be able to? Exactly. In a supermarket. So it's like a police line-up. Yes. <laughs> a bride. Yeah. A six card. Yeah. yeah. And, you and you're not allowed... To, you win the bride if you can point her out. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. If you're going for a friend... I mean, that is an ITV2 pitch, if I've ever heard yeah. one. <laughs> it really is. If you pitch that to ITV2 or Channel 5, yeah. you've got yourself a sale. What's it called? It's called... Um, which one is my wife? That's shit. No, um, it's so, that's what it would be called at Shadow Five. <laughs> no, it would be called Wife Hunt. <laughs> that's exactly what it would be called. Yeah. And um, there would be so much crying. Mm. I really want to watch it and be in it. I want to host it. <laughs> Better than the English, do you have an answer? Is it just a bit of theatre to it? So, like, the groom's walking down the aisle and then brides have to sort of pretend to be like, I want to marry you. Yeah. And then he's like, no. Even though he's like, oh, I wish I had fucked you in 2003. And then he's like, no, no, this one, I guess. Is it just part of the theatre of it that they have to pretend to knock people back? Radu? A backup bride? <laughs> yes, in case she gets the shits. Yeah. Yes, of course. So the groom really gets the pick. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> So, I just love the idea that you wouldn't marry somebody because she's got the shits. No, no, I wouldn't marry someone else. I'm not having my big day when I'm like, I can't trust a fart. That's not how I want to go into this next chapter of my life. No, in a white dress, no way. Exactly, it wasn't meant to be if you have the farts on that day. Hey, thank you, that's enough discussion. No, I'm very lavatorially phobic. What is the role of fake brides in traditional Ghanaian weddings? That's the groom's loyalty. To test the groom's loyalty. Confuse evil spirits. To confuse evil spirits. Oh, nice. For the photos. <laughs> what, so you just get a better looking yeah. woman to come in and do your wedding photos? You just hire oh, a, hire a glamour model. And then you look back at the photos and go, I was so hot. And you just, <laughs> over the years, start to forget that it wasn't you. Okay. 
to talk him out of it? <laughs> An unromantic answer there. Okay. So, is it to test the loyalty of the groom, Buzz Now? Is it to confuse the evil spirits, Buzz Now? For the photos. <laughs> I want it to be that. Um, <laughs> so the fake brides can talk him out of it, Buzz now. Okay, so you've gone for either test loyalty or confuse the evil spirits. I'm going to need to hear those two again. Test loyalty. Evil spirits. You are correct. It's test loyalty. Ooh. It's to try and tempt the groom and test his love. I feel like I called that. I feel like there were a few people who called that. I feel that the um, I Spy a Bride answer is actually really, really similar because what they do is they get them to wear veils and he has to be like, which one's most? So that he can't see the face. Oh, so we're going to do that on the show of... as well, so that's really yeah. nice. <laughs> Again, I think like a lot of these things, this is quite a specific... I don't think this is every Ghanaian wedding has this, but apparently it's a bit of a joke and the groom's in on it, but imagine if you were like, oh, yeah, she's my wife, and you got the wrong one. <laughs> Even, yeah. It's a kind of joke you just don't want to get wrong. So, yeah, I think uh, points to global spillage, points to hive mind, and I think some points to, to better than the English. But most points to hive mind. This feels like a rigged system. <laughs> In Greek weddings, why do salty, sweet Jordan almonds have such a prominent role? Global spillage. Is it because it's like a fever and it's about sweetening your marriage but also having a little bit of, like, salty naughtiness? Okay, a little bit sweet, a little bit salty. Yasmin? Yes, I think that's... Do another one just in case. Okay. <laughs> so what if Jesus was doing a tour and... What um... a strong start. <laughs> <laughs> what if and Jesus was... was doing a tour? Yes. Like a book bo- tour? Like, a, like he's doing his shows. What, a book tour of the Bible? His shows, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's doing, yeah, like, wine, his leper... Yeah, show, yeah, wine into... Water, water into wine, wine and, show, yeah. the, and cure and leper shows. Right? Yeah. He's in Greece. The return. He's in Greece. There, there is a Gore Vidal book about, like, Jesus being a con man who goes around doing shows. Really? Yeah, it's like the sinner Christ. Yeah, so... So he's stolen my you're idea, first of yeah. all. Um, <laughs> is that the one book that you read last year? <laughs> <laughs> That's me. That's me. <laughs> so he's on tour, he's in Greece, he's doing the leper shows, and a newlywed couple come to watch, and they're in the front row and they're eating almonds, but they're just normal almonds. And he'll go, guys, you come to the show, what are you eating? And they say, almonds. And he says, just plain almonds. And they say, yeah, and then they eat them and they're sweet and salty, and he's done a, he's done a miracle. And... <laughs> But you're glad you asked for another answer now, aren't you, mate? <laughs> so, and so that's... It could be. It's so, the tradition is from then. <laughs> so the tradition is from... It's, the idea is Jesus has blessed your almonds. A, yeah. Greek, a newlywed Greek couple's almonds. And they've kept... Because that's why it's only in Greece. Yeah. That, and that they've kept the tradition. So it's a Greek tradition. Yeah. When Jesus famously didn't go to Greece. Yeah. Well, yeah. on one of his tours. He didn't... You're not, he, the know, couple was Greek. The he didn't cup, go to Greece. No. Does uh, anyone know, for an extra point, the countries Jesus did go to? Yes. Ireland. India. <laughs> he went he to India. Not. We've got one of his hairs, apparently. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, that's not in the Bible, but he, he might have. I mean, he the took some Bible is... He did, like, also, he can magic himself anywhere. 
So he's within all of us, so really he's yeah. been in every country. So that's probably the right answer to that. He's invasive like that. Um, okay, in Greek weddings, why does salty, sweet Jordan almonds have such a prominent role, gang? Is it because that's what you sort of like, eating's cheating, but everyone has like a round of almonds. Eating's before, cheating? Yeah, you know, so you can get hammered. So you don't eat, do you? Because then you get hammered quicker and the bars are always proper pricey at weddings because they're in hotels with ideas above the station. Um, so you have almond rounds. Yeah. Everyone's like, chuck these back. And it just lines your stomach so you're not sick out your nose. <laughs> I think it's that. It's, a quote. it's, it's definitely so people can drink more. It's so people can drink more at weddings. Oh. That's why you have salty, sweet Jordan almonds. Uh, hive mind, what do you think? For energy, like the Italians, Abayone, at a wedding, where it's supposed to be to give the couple energy for after the wedding. Oh, oh it's for the wedding en- night. Oh, it's for energy. Ah, oh. oh, it's for well, sexual energy. Because well. if they drink more, then it's a higher probability that they'll have sex. Yeah, but they've got, well, to have they've the got energy. energy from not the not almonds. Sound. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, anything else? Joy and tears. Joy. Joy and tears. They, they want them to cry. No, you're yeah. going to have your marriage salt. You're going to enjoy oh, and tears. You're going to sweet oh, okay. salt. So buzz now if you think it's to give the couple sexual energy later. And buzz now if you think it's to represent joy and tears in the marriage. You are correct. It is meant to represent marriage's ups and downs. Oh. So I think Samina also said... I said the sweet and the sour but it's salty. sweet and the sour so i think global spillage and the hive mind both scored ned what do you think i completely agree completely agree so it's you the end of the round for almonds aside let us chorus once again tell us what, what are, are the scores the scores are as follows two teams are tied in first place global spillage and the hive mind on 25 points apiece and better than the English, have scored and have five points, but are way behind. <laughs> okay. Fine. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The next round is everyone's favorite round. Idioms! In this round, the teams have to tell us the meaning of a foreign phrase which has been literally translated into English. For example, in China, they say someone who's caught in the rain is a chicken who's fallen into soup. Whereas in England, we call that being English. <laughs> in France, if someone puts a rabbit on you, what have they done? Uh, uh, are you allowed to say so now, though? No. You have to wait till the team stood you up. Uh, maybe. Possibly not. Hired a magician to kill you. <laughs> oh, someone puts a rabbit on you, they've hired a magician to kill you. Well, hired a magician to cut you up in a box and just not put you back together. Yeah, That's funny, because I had that gag about a feminist magician who cuts a man into three and doesn't put it back together. Um, not it might have mystomatosis or whatever the thing is rabbits get. Yeah. They'll kill you. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's, you know, that's, also that's their partner in crime. Is it a rabbit? Um, I've called... I was trying to think of a magician name. What's a good magician name? What? Houdini. <laughs> the I've ma- called the Houdini. Magnificent, the magnificent Ken. Rabbitoni. <laughs> I've called the magnificent Rabbitoni and he's going to put a rabbit on you. See, it works. <laughs> it does work. Better than the English. In France, if someone puts a rabbit on you, what have they done? I told you to put on a condom. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I thought they were trying to sort of encourage Peter to throw red paint over you. And it's sort of mm. like a... <laughs> Plan to get you disgraced. Mm. Oh. So it's a planned disgrace. Yeah. Or it's a condom. It's sort of the same thing. <laughs> no, it isn't, Radu. No, it isn't. <laughs> Hive mind. In France, if someone puts a rabbit on you, what have they done? And uh, the, we have, do we have an answer from the back there? Yeah, she does. What is it? You've been stood up. Uh, they've stood oh, you up. That's an interesting answer. I've already said that. I've already said that. They've stood you up. Anything else? Uh, it doesn't seem like the hive mind think they need anything else. Uh, if it stood you up, buzz now. Buzz. Correct, it is stood you up. It stood you up the date. Well done, well done. I, I wish that was wrong. Like, it would be so funny if that was wrong. It wasn't wrong, though. The question is, does Global Spillage get any points because they copied the hive mind's answer because the hive mind spoke out of turn? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Oh. No, yeah, yeah. That was a bit of an own goal, hive mind. That was a bit of an own goal. Oh, we're so, we're sorry saying... for stealing the answer. Don't put a rabbit on us. <laughs> the magician meaning. <laughs> <laughs> there is no magician meaning. Is there two meanings to that? <laughs> we can make it. We can make I'm going to gonna hire a magician tonight to kill someone. <laughs> If a magician kills someone tonight, you are so the first suspect. This is going to go out on the internet, and the police are going to be like, it was Yasmin Akra. She put the great Rabito up to this. In Turkey, they say, the grapes darken when they look at each other. What do they mean? The grapes darken when they look at each other. If you're in the hive mind and you're Turkish, this is a good time to keep quiet. And let these losers say nonsense. Is it being jealous of someone? Jealous of somebody? Yeah. Because the thing is, they don't explain what the darkens bit 
means. As I said, like, the grape darken with shame. Because you're trying to get into the mind of a grape. <laughs> is, it, is it that they ripen together? The thing about idioms, Yasmin, <laughs> is that they generally don't put the literal explanation in with. But they should. The metaphorical. There should be, there should be footnotes should. as a matter yeah. of yeah. It's just like in, yeah. in brackets to help somebody out. I'm just saying, if, if they could give me just a clue as to go, what's going on with the grape, then... Because <laughs> it is hard to get... But you're an actor. You should be able to get into the mind of anybody, even, even okay. a grape. I'm just going to channel a grape for a second. Okay. So um, imagine you're offered a role on BBC One. It's a costume drama. Yeah. And they say you're playing a grape. Yes. A Turkish and grape, crucially. In a Jean Austen Maybe, film. yeah. Maybe Martin Freeman's playing the other grape. Okay. And then the grapes darken when they look at each other. So you've got to darken. Martin Freeman's got to darken. What's the grape thought process? Um... How's he feeling? How are you feeling? I'm feeling probably gassy. I know that. (laughs) I think he's feeling intimidated because you're probably taller than him. Well, I'm very tall, so that's the thing. Um, I don't... I see, I'm not a very good actor, so... (laughs) You went to the the Rada, Yasmin. I know, but most of the time I'm always just thinking about what I'm going to have for my lunch. (laughs) So maybe that's it. The grapes are thinking about their lunch. Okay, Um, so we've got jealousy from Better Than the English. We've got hunger. ripening together. Oh, yeah. Getting old together. Yeah, or ripening together. Two grapes are getting old together. Yes. That's also the plot of the drama. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, hive mind. What does it mean? In Turkey, they say the grapes darken when they look at each other. What do they mean by that? Blushing, falling in love. They're infecting each other. <laughs> do you mean like with a sexually transmitted disease? <laughs> that should go into the Martin Freeman, Yasmin yeah. Akrush, BBC One show. We're riddled. <laughs> okay, if you think it's people blushing... Grape expectations. Oh! Oh! I spent the last ten minutes trying to think oh. of a great joke related to it. Come into your screens in 2020. <laughs> uh, blush. If it's blushing, buzz now. Buzz. If it's falling in love, buzz now. If it's infecting each other with an STD, buzz now. <laughs> um, in fact, it means you're only as good as the company you keep. Oh. I would have taken if you'd buzz for infecting each other. I love that one person in the hive mind just went buzz (laughs) they're just so over it buzz in the Levant in the eastern Mediterranean what would you be referring to if you said you caught a soldier who was deserting from duty your period erectile dysfunction I mean some really, truly disgusting answers from Better Than the English. <laughs> oh, God, I'm a feminist. No, take that back. <laughs> Neither of those things are disgusting. I'm so sorry. I'm jet-lagged, and I've accidentally said what I thought. <laughs> I it's not what I meant. It's not what I meant. It slipped out. I'm cancelled now. That's it. It's over. All I can do is resign. <laughs> yeah, OK. So is it erectile dysfunction, or is it menstruation, global spillage? I thought it could be if you've got some baked beans or some rice or something and one of them, a grain or a bean, escapes over the side of a plate. Mm. That's... Run. It's run. Like a deserting just, yeah, soldier. Yeah, it's like a dis- deserting soldier from the other your, gang your, of I, beans. Your chips have gone able. Yes. Is it like you've 
recognize somebody who's not a very good person. Like okay. untrustworthy. Yeah, something like that. Like Jenny oh. is a good soldier. Who's de- what was the say? Who's <laughs> Jenny? Jenny is Jenny's a person. I'm using a soldier who is deserting from duty. Yeah. yeah. Okay, hive mind. <laughs> what would they mean by caught a soldier who is deserting from duty? Cheater. Cheater. Somebody what being inf- unfaithful? It takes one to no one. Takes one to no one. Catching someone cheating. Catching a cheater. Meeting an orphan's parents. <laughs> How can you meet an orphan's parents? <laughs> what well, turns out? Turns out they just leave. keep records. They keep records somewhere. Give me some sort of a coincidental. What's it happens par- rarely. Wow. <laughs> that is so impossibly niche. As a, we're gonna have a I phrase for this. It keeps happening. <laughs> it doesn't need a whole own idiom. Right. Um, okay, if you think it's a cheater, if you think it's somebody cheating on you, Buzz now, takes one to no one, Buzz now, you've caught someone in the act of cheating, Buzz now. In fact, it refers to finding bits of hash that have fallen out of a spliff. So, so Yasmin was very, very close. But it wasn't rice out of a burrito, it was hash out of a spliff. That's because food is my addiction. That's why. And also, you might need a burrito after you've had the spliff. Yes. Uh, Ned, any points? Famous munches for drugs, drug taking. Ooh, yeah. Uh, points for that answer? No. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Oh, come on, it's the same thing. Beans and a spliff, it's the same thing. I mean, I don't know what you've been smoking. <laughs> generally, generally for the hip. And it's the end of the round. For beads aside, I don't keep a track of points. Tell us what are the scores, please, legend. Better than the English. I'm afraid you're on five points. Oh, no. Glo- <laughs> Global Spillage. The English are on zero points. Yeah, Global Spillage, you're on second place with 35 points. Yay. But the Hive Mind are winning with 40 points. Yay. The next round is the team's round. This is the round where a member of each team simply bare-knuckle fights to the death. Oh, sorry, that's, that's the script from the season finale. Uh, this is the round where a member of each team has come prepared with a question based on their cultural family background, which they'll use to try and outwit their opponents. Global Spillage, mm-hmm. do you have a question for Better Than the English? Yes, we do. What do Irish people call fizzy pop? Some sort of Pepsi or Coke? <laughs> <laughs> Not the brand name, okay. just uh, the little term we use for it. Giddy water. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wish. No, but that's what I'm going to call it from now on. Uh, non-alcohol. <laughs> might have some non-alcohol. Yeah, give me some non-alcohol and then you get a fizzy pop. Okay, is that your final answer? Yeah. Giddy water, which I love, yeah. and non-alcohol. Okay. You do get confused when you say non-alcohol. It takes us a second. <laughs> Most things are alcohol. <laughs> is it something like fizzy boo or something like that? Fizzy boo? Yeah. I like that as well. No, it's not. What is it? We call them minerals. Oh. No. Minerals? That's, yeah. That's because we're all nutritionally deficient. <laughs> <laughs> so you call Coke a mineral? A mineral, you'd say, like, you know, you go to the shop and you get me a mineral. 
Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I think they do it in Scotland. They say it in Scotland. Is it to seduce people into thinking they're getting vitamins? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Global spillage scores because better than the English didn't get the answer right. Better than the English, do you have a question you can fill the hive mind with? I I can do mine, but I think they'll know it. Um, Don't go in with more confidence, I think. (laughs) (laughs) What's a Welsh knot made out of? A Welsh knot? Yeah. Smashed it, mate. <laughs> wood. Wood. It's made of wood. Could you explain a little bit more for our international listeners? So a uh, Welsh knot is a thing that children were made to wear around the neck in school if they were caught speaking Welsh instead of English, because obviously you guys all know that they tried to eradicate the language. And, oh no, yeah, that's glossed over. And uh, so they were... We've ch- committed children. so many crimes. I, just, <laughs> I was literally looking around the table and I was like, oh, God, like, even Romania, we just, like, let the Soviets take it over at the end of the Second World War. Keep it light, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, what happened to the children? So, <laughs> we're keeping it light. Yeah. So you would be given this, it was a bit of rope, and it had uh, it was like a ruler or a lump of wood with WN on it, and the children were encouraged, like McCarthyism, to sort of rat each other out, and the child wearing it at the end of the day would be beaten. And that was a way of globalising Wales and getting rid of the Welsh language. Oh, and making everyone yeah, speak English. You're right, I shouldn't have brought it down. With <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, now we use the Welsh language exclusively to talk about English people, so we've, we've really got our own back. Yeah, love- Can you say that in Welsh? No. <laughs> no, it's a very successful scheme, actually. <laughs> All right, uh, Hive Mind, do you have a question for Global Spillage? My name is Lindsay, I'm from Canada. Um, if something is a gong show, what does it mean? A gong show? A gong show. A gong show is where people will be voted out by the audience, depending on how long they're any good at anything. Oh, I thought, I thought that's what it was. You, you, yeah. get, like, you keep talking until someone goes gong. Yeah, yeah that's in, in comedy, that's what it is. Yeah. But in Canada, in Canada, it means something else. <laughs> oh, in Canada! I thought so you said in comedy. Okay, so wait, wait, we'll go again. <laughs> That famous country comedy. (laughs) So in Canada, when someone says, it's a gong show. Yeah, it was a gong show, it's a gong show. It's a gong show. Does it mean crazy or mad? Yeah. Yeah. You're not allowed to answer that. um, Does it mean crazy crazy or or mad? mad? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Thanks, (laughs) I don't know what to do now. They get points because the team in question answered wrong. So you own gold, that Kerry Pritchard McLean, you own gold. No, no, Hive Mind get get points. Oh, no, no, no. No, because. So what what happens is. Deborah gives you one answer, and I always think it should stop there because you've given a wrong answer. No, and because goes, they, people are out to have a bit of fun, though. Yeah, they, then you, they had their fun. We had a bit of fun. We all, we all had a lot of sounds fun. Sounds it, mate. It really sounds it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's really go scared. back to what happened to the children in Wales when the English came. <laughs> Let's just... It's fine. Let fine. The we just put a rabbit on. This has turned into a real gong show, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the end of the round. The price for the most points is absolutely squat. Tell us what are the scores, please, legend. In third place, with an improved ten points, it's better than the English. In second place, with an also improved forty points, it's global spillage. Yay! Does someone (laughs) boom? The rabbit, the rabbit, do the rabbit thing. And in first place, with an even better 45 points, it's a hive mind. 
I'm Jessica Foster Q. You might know me off this brilliant podcast, Global Pillage, or off The Guilty Feminist. I wanted to let you know that I have my own podcast. It's called Hoovering. But don't worry, it's not about chores. It's about eating, which is, for me, the opposite of a chore. It's about the highs, lows, and even mediums of eating. And I've had some huge guests. Jack Monroe, Rachel Riley, Simon Rimmer, and Deborah Francis-White. I'd love it if you listened. That's all. Hoovering. Plug over. Thank you. Next up is the Smash the Patriarchy round. This is the round in which we ask a question about a triumph over evil. Do you remember <laughs> when Obama won? Stuff like that. <laughs> There's only one question in this round, but it's worth double points. So if you're the losing team, this is your chance to make a comeback even more successful than the official best comeback line of all time, your mum. <laughs> or as we prefer to say here at Global Pillage, your dad. Because actually, we really like and respect your mum. Just a shame about your dad. <laughs> Which protest included the slogans... 1983 to 2018, I can't believe I still have to protest this bollocksology. That was the Irish abortion referendum repeal of the 8th that just happened. You are correct, and it also included two other slogans. So to throw to the hive mind and to give better than the English chances and points, if you can name either of the other slogans on my card, you might get some points. Otherwise, the hive mind have had no chance to score. Abortion, yay! <laughs> It's not on my card. <laughs> to be honest, I don't think it was on anyone's card right at the march. I don't think anybody had abortion yay on their card. Oh, uh, Joe, I've got a question. I've got another question to throw. Yeah. Recently, in the last couple of weeks, Ireland have had another referendum to repeal another medieval law. What law were they repealing and successful in repealing? Blasphemy. Yes, yeah, on. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. Yeah, OK, yeah. great. So the hive mind have scored and global spillage have scored... And we're out. But the other two were girls just want to have fundamental human rights and the immaculate deception. Oh, lovely. See, we're very clever. <laughs> the final round is our quick fire round. Hive mind, if you know the answer, shout buzz and then shout out the answer as loudly as you can. Fingers on buzzers and time starts now. What Oscar-nominated film was called in China Jedi Rescue, according to Ned and Google Translate? Star Wars? No. Oh, fuck. No. Sense and Sensibility? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. No, it was The Martian. Oh. Um, they obviously just thought alien Jedi. In Singapore, how much would you be fined for selling chewing gum in dollars? Well, 3,000. 3,500. 3, <laughs> it's in fact $100,000. Oh, well, well, they well. really don't like chewing gum. Yeah, so we were the closest. No. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were the Tampa Bay Rowdies? Football team? A correct. A, an American soccer team, yeah. Oh. Finish this line from the Ukrainian national anthem. We lay our soul and blood for cherished... No. Soul? No. Freedom. <laughs> Finish this French idiom, an apple a day... You die anyway. <laughs> no. Okay. It's close, but the French version is kills the doctor. Oh. 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 Uh, <laughs> no, not on my card. After Mandarin Chinese and English, what is the third most spoken language in the world? Uh, I think the hive mind got that one. Spanish. 
The hive mind. Did the hive mind say it? Well, it's it's down. Hindi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the hive mind did not say it. What country is the Komodo dragon the national anthem of? In- Indonesia? Animal of. <laughs> <laughs> it's either Indonesia it or Indonesia. Malaysia. It is Indonesia. It is Indonesia. Indonesia. Okay, yeah. <gasps> yes, but I need to read it again. <laughs> what, country, what country is the Komodo dragon the national animal of? Indonesia. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It's Rabbits fun. everywhere. <laughs> Finish this Austrian joke about Germans. The main difference between Austrians and the Germans is that Germans would like to understand Austrians but can't. And Austrians... Germans... Germans would like to understand Austrians but can't. And Austrians... Would like to eat cake. Would like to understand Germans but don't want to. Yes! Well done, better than the English. And... No, no, it wasn't said, quite the same. Oh. She said the right answer. We've got well, this recorded. Exactly Let's play it back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm throwing the scores to Ned. I don't know if that was you have to decide, Ned. Uh, we're out of time. It is the end of the show. For both teams have played well, but probably not in vain. Tell us what are the scores, please, Ned. I think this is the highest scoring show we've ever had. For a start. But actually, I think by a distance, if you take all the scores together, apart from the better than the English, who only had 10 points by the end. But um, in second place, we have Global Spillage and the Hive Mind. It's a tiebreaker. Oh! But it's also a joint it's... first. No, but we're going to get a tiebreaker question. Oh, oh damn it. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. let them have it. Tiebreaker. Yeah. All right, Buzz... As soon as you recognise this place, you're going to get five clues. Okay. This major European city is home to 4.3 million people, as well as 280 fountains and more than 900 churches. Buzz. Buzz. Rome. Correct! (laughs) Of one clue! Of one clue! Hive mind, you have brought it home. That was a very exciting ending. Uh, so it's a fully clothed wedding to our winners, <laughs> but a load of rabbits on the heads of our losers. <laughs> Both kinds. The magical kind and the other kind. I can't even remember the original definition now. I can only remember a hitman magician. <laughs> all that leaves me to say is hasta la vista, baby. A phrase which we all know to mean, oh dear, you're getting terminated. That's not very nice. But in reality, in Spain, means a genuinely cheerful wait to be with you again baby and we can't please come back soon and in the meantime give it up for Renu Isaac <laughs> Kerry Pritchard McLean Yasmin Akram Sabina Zira Ned Sedgwick in Pennant's Corner and Samuel Wolf on Kings the Hard Minds I've been Deborah Francis White good night <laughs> The Global Pillage theme tune was composed by Mark Hodge. The recording engineer was Chris Sharp. The producer for the spontaneous job was Tom Zielinski. Program associate was Jessica Foster-Cue. Thanks to Zoe, Sally and everyone at King's Place. More information about this and other episodes, visit globalpillage.net.
quickly to ramp up attention, global spillage of five points ahead. Oh. So you want to be shouting out, Hive Mind. Oh. <laughs> oh. Sorry. sorry, I got carried away. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. It's not in the spirit I of the game. I like sorry. gloating. I, I am a little bit. So we are. putting a rabbit on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pride, pride yeah. cometh before a rabbit. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 